Blog Talk Radio. Sometimes, but I came back around to BDPA, 
And during Teresa's tenure, I attended many meetings, got brought up to speed on the mission, met a lot of great people. It was really dynamic. I really loved it. And I continued to participate and attend more meetings until one day uh, Carter reached out to me and asked me to be a speaker. So I thought, hey, let me speak. Running my mouth is one of the things that I tend to do well. I thoroughly enjoy it. So I did that, and I continued to get engaged and wanted to support the organization. And then one day I was sitting in my office and continuing a recurring theme that many of us on the board have, have spoken of. I was approached. Some say bamboozled. Some say they were <laughs> led instead of astray. I'm going to say led on the right path because, you know, I love your organization. So the, pre- the current president, Felicia Jones, walked into my office and started to talk to me. And she kind of convinced me that BDPA was more than just a passing fancy. It was something that I should really get engaged in, and how would I like to participate on the board? And that is my extended journey into Atlanta BDPA, and I haven't looked back since. I I thoroughly enjoy the organization. I love it. I think it has value, and we've done some amazing things, and I know we're going to do more. That is awesome. I know I hadn't actually heard that, that story, so... Uh, you got me here over here blushing, <laughs> I must say. But um, um, that, that, but you know, it, it's very interesting because your journey is not unlike many others. It's kind of sometimes people get a little taste of BDPA, and especially if they've been engaged uh, recently in any of the the, the programs um, under the administration that that's currently in place. They know that some, there's been some transformations and just bringing things uh, up to date, you know, with each administration. There's introduced introduction of new things, and you've got to, you know, adjust with the times, as I'm sure you well know. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people that come in, they dip their toe in, and they actually enjoy the, the programs and express how much they enjoy the program. But um, sometimes they don't take that next step. So having been there, and now very soon you'll be that person. You you may be that person that has to approach and in some cases maybe even uh, try your hand at bamboozling some people. Um, <laughs> what, is it that you, <laughs> what is it that you see is how do you get people from just being kind of just spectators and kind of just window shopping to actually crossing over into being engaged, being a volunteer, what are you, some, some of your thoughts and, and uh, strategies for that? Well, Jacqueline, you know, we've had a lot of conversations around this subject matter over the last two years, and I would like to tell the listeners to pay attention closely for just a moment. We've talked about the phrase value proposition over and over again, and BDPA itself has evolved not only at the local level but at the national level. And while it's been evolving, I think it's been struggling to try and figure out exactly what it is. You know, you have several other nonprofit organizations out there that feed different aspects of information technology or whatever business field you might be in, and people tend to gravitate towards those organizations for specific things. You know, they don't necessarily come to us for some of those other things. So I think that over the last few years, what it's really come down to is thinking strategically about what people have said, listening to them, and building on the foundation that's provided. I want to stress greatly that Felicia Jones has built a spectacular foundation, and over the last two years we've gotten tremendous amounts of feedback 
for a tremendous amount of work. But there's one thing we've noticed over and over again, and you just alluded to it. They'll dip their toe in the water. Sometimes they may even jump in. But instead of staying while the water's just fine, they tend to climb back out. For some of these people, it's about getting a job. Now, I don't begrudge them that. If you want to join an organization to leverage a network and get a job, that's great. As many of you out there may know, one of my personal mottos is build a network, leverage a network, create an opportunity. But what we want to be is an organization that not only identifies opportunities for you, but gives you a value-added proposition in continuing your personal growth and sharing that with somebody else. I'm not going to say to all of you to stay in so you can pay it forward, backward, or sideways. I want to make a value proposition that says you can do this as an aside, as an extra. But if you continue to join the organization, locking a job is not going to be the end of the job. You have to continue your evolution. You have to continue your growth. And the strategy in my mind for Atlanta BDPA for the next two years is going to be building on the themes that we've built and cultivated in that foundation. Our president has come up with the phrase, her and Trinisha, our current VP of marketing, they say learn, grow, and achieve. That's going to be the theme for the next two years. That's what we're going to focus on. And if you listen to the people, when they come and they go, they recognize that that's what they want and that's what they want to get back. That's our niche. That has to be our niche. If we're going to serve an IT organization or a group of organizations, companies, what have you, then we need to try and be the leaders in the space where we know we can add value. We've got a lot of people in the organization that can bring that value. And some of the things that we've done, like you leading that boot camp, have shown that in spectacular fashion. When people want to continue, when they want to stay locked in, it's for those types of activities. You know, they may still come to hear about some wonderful technology or some advancement specifically in the technological hardware side of the IT field, but they keep coming back because they want to learn what they can do next to progress. And no one, if no one else is giving them that, and we know for a fact that some organizations aren't, then why can't we? We don't even need to do it for just our community because we know we don't serve just our community. We serve them all. And if we continue to do that, if we build on that, then I think that's a vision that will not only carry us through the next two years, but for the next decade or so, growing real leaders through learning, growing, and achieving. I love that. Well said. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, as, as you talk about uh, growing and learning, um, you know, one of the things that I do like about the BDPA model is that uh, before someone takes over the position of presidency, they actually serve um, in the business management role. And you served under Felicia for the last two years, kind of observing. Um, and whenever people, when you're looking at an organization on the outside looking in, you may have one perception. What's some of the things that you kind of learn and observe um just watching uh, Felicia do what she does, and, and um, what, what's some of your lessons learned that, that you're going to take away? I, I know some of you you've already touched upon for sure, but uh, was there anything that was kind of pivotal that you kind of any ahas that from the outside people may not know about what it takes to, to run this type of organization? That it takes a whole hell of a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> A lot more work than many people may believe on the outside looking. It takes a hell of a lot of work. Um, but, you know, not, not the all kidding aside, 
you know, you, you have a great deal of effort to go into something that many people may think is, though, though it's good, it's of the moment and might not have, you know, required so many hours. That's what you realize when you're on the inside. You, you've got people that have day jobs, that have other activities, that have other passions, that have families. They have to give of themselves to make these programs successful, and they, and they require a lot of work. Now, it's not that, you know, we're out there begging, asking people to say, oh, recognize that we put a lot of effort in this and feel sorry to, for us to some degree. It's just that the direct answer to that question is it takes a lot of effort to put on a good program. And if we put on a good program and it adds value, we want to make sure that from a marketing perspective, those of you out there, you, you hear about it, you see it, you get engaged in it. And if you would do us a favor and tell someone else, then bring them along so they can participate as well. So, you know, that, that, that work ethic is something that I not only picked up from Felicia, but I picked that up from you and everybody else that gets involved. I also guess I have to say that being on the outside looking in from the vice president's position, you have to learn how to ask people often enough for money. And, you know, it's kind of funny. You can put a slant on it and say you've got to learn how to grovel and beg, but I don't think anyone would disagree with me when I say Felicia doesn't beg companies for money. She demands, and uh, <laughs> she gets it. So <laughs> I'm working on that skill set, you know, the the ability to go up and wow someone and say, now break out your checkbook, if you please, because, you know, it, it's for the kids. So, you know, we'll be working on that. Absolutely. And one of the things is, is that, it, you know, it, it is uh, a marvel to watch uh, Felicia uh, at work, and, and one of the things is, is I think that she also uh, educates people and helps them understand what they're getting for their money. And uh, yeah. we know that there that you, you know I always say Felicia being a great negotiator, she can stretch a dollar. I promise you, none of your money is going to waste <laughs> when you uh, contribute to the Atlanta chapter. You know, um, she will put on an event and it'll look like a million bucks. And she did it on a, a shoestring budget. And um, That's so right. I, I think, like you said, um, she set a, a, a great foundation. And and you you were also uh, part of the the business development and the outreach. Talk a little bit because now you're going to be vacating your role, so someone else is going to have to fill your shoes. Talk a little bit about you know what would you say what what's your message to the successor the the person that should fill your role and what they should know well if the person is willing to fill the position that I'm going to be vacating the first thing I would want is a lot of passion personal drive and motivation and the ability to observe closely as well as execute you know you'd have to be able to observe me and see the things that I do that I will pick up from Felicia and build on but in specific from a responsibility standpoint, I'll be turning over the need to reach out for community service and also to build on something that we started a couple of years ago, and that's our collegiate liaison program. BDPA specifically works through the high school computer competition to develop kids at that level, but we have not always been that effective at the collegiate level, and there's no reason we can't. So working over the last two years, as you know, Jack, when we leveraged the Success Alliance, your brainchild, to build the collegiate liaison program. The only issue is that, you know, it was a pilot, and we had to learn from it. We had to learn from it, and we've done so. We've done so, and I think the person who has to fill my shoes 
has to take that program to the next level. We've come up with some thoughts around how people would join the organization, get engaged, and if they do continue to stay engaged, then they could get benefits from joining the Success Alliance, and that would help fulfill the need at the collegiate level. That person would have to own that and build on it, whether they pick one school or five. As we well know, it's difficult to build these programs with multiple schools without the support and infrastructure. But the person who takes my place will have to figure that out, and that would be a challenge. But if they're willing, they can. And on top of that, you also have to, you have to be willing to do exactly what the president does, and that's reach out and try to solicit support from different companies and different people. So it's a, it's a lot of work. But, you know, if, if it's for you and for someone out there, I hope it is, well, take the shoes and run with them. <laughs> and, and, and that's one of the things that at this point in time you're looking to, to find the people and, and start grooming some of the people that are going to make up the, the board and the, the, the cabinet for next year. And um, in some cases, I think there's going to be quite a few new people on board, um, and, and I think that you're going to you're reaching out to them uh, because they do need to observe <laughs> observe uh, those in the current role uh, to start kind of finding out and getting a, a feel for perception and, and that type of thing, um, and, and to leverage even some of the, the good things that have been started. Talk about your search for your new board and what's that been like and, and, and what are maybe some of the positions that you're still looking for and the, the type of people you're looking for? Well, we've still got several open positions on the board. Like I just said, for the VP of Business Management, which is open or will be open, I need someone that's dynamic. I need someone that's motivated. I need someone that can be passionate. You know, it's uh, I hate to be funny about it, but, you know, from a leadership perspective, if you sit on a board, you need to be able to speak. You need to be able to engage. I will need you to be vocal. Over time, we have encountered people that don't necessarily know how to be vocal, and, and that's okay. If that's not your thing, then don't try to run for the position. And I just want to be very frank about that. I need people that can be engaging. You know, again, going back to my mantra, build a network, leverage a network, create an opportunity. I need you to be able to sit at the table and get in a positive conflict with the people that are sitting across from you, not to just raise hell just because, but because you're trying to do something and be successful at it. You need to be able to express yourself. More than anything, give me some passion, give me some, some vocal variety, talk. You can do that, and you have the requisite skill set to read and write effectively and think logically, then you could possibly do any one of these positions. So, you know, that's the one thing I want people to think about. You know, consider that. Do you want to do something like this, and do you want to build on something successful? If you do, then consider stepping into VP of business, consider stepping into VP of finance which would be responsible for maintaining all of the finances for the organization. We do have books. We do have an account. We do have a card. We do collect money at, um, at each of our events. All of these things have to be collected, aggregated, and accounted for, and the VP of finance will be responsible for handling all of that. So if you have a hand for money and you can talk about it, VP of finance may be for you. VP of marketing and PR, again, someone that's willing and passionate and engaging. Now, it would be great if we had someone that is a social media maven, 
They know how to put pretty pictures together and take not just the pretty picture, but put something dynamic around it that pulls people in. Jacqueline, I don't know if you remember this, but several years ago I made up a concept called media-driven consumer celebrity. It's a it's a meme virus, and it can be positive or negative. But the essential point of it is NBC that pulls you in or pushes you away. Or it can leave you static. I work for a retail organization, and we use NBC every day to make you go buy stuff. I would really love it if we had someone in that position that could put together marketing material that just draws people in. The person that's in the space right now, Sharnesia Williams, she does an outstanding job. Not asking for anyone to fill Sharnesia's boots because they're awfully big. That's, that's not <laughs> what we're after. We're after someone that can step in and make them fit for themselves and then probably differentiate and do something different. But at the end of the day, I want them to be able to leverage the tools that Sharnesia's put into place, add their own flavor to it, and start to draw people in. That's, that's the main thing, marketing, PR, spread our name, grow our brand. So, you know, that position is open as well, or will be. Um, if that is your flavor, step into it. Uh, of course, VP of Education and Professional Development is not open. <laughs> so we will move right on because that is you. Um, a board position for webmaster, that's not necessarily a board position, but we do have an opening. We need someone that's going to be responsible for our website, updates and all the essentials and loading different materials, so we need someone to fill that role. We also need a vice president of member management and services. Now, the VP of member management has several responsibilities. You know, they're responsible for managing all the activities of our meetings. They are responsible for setting things up before we arrive and, you know, taking role and maintaining the membership role. And that kind of branches into all of our other areas as people encounter folks that they want to bring on board. And that person would also have to be responsible for managing things with nationals. As when people join BDPA, all of that goes through the national, through the national branch and then down to the local chapters. So that person will be responsible for that. Um, if any of you are interested in member services, please come right on in. Um, another board position, director uh, of sites is filled. That's Josephine Reed. So we don't need anyone to fill that spot. And those are pretty much the main core positions on the board. You know, the, uh, that, that is, that's what really drives the organization. So if we can get those spaces filled, then I think we'll have a well-rounded board and we can continue to build going into next year. Absolutely. And, and if people, if they want to learn more about it, of course they can visit AtlantaBDPA.org. They can see the current posting of the, the list of officers. And then they also will see your profile out there. And um, I'm, I'm sure you welcome them reaching out to you now. Don't Don't wait. Go ahead and, and reach out now and, uh, like I said, they can start attending events, start observing the current people in those roles, and like you said, start thinking about how they would put their own spin on, on the various roles. But certainly those who are currently in the positions are welcome the opportunity to pass on uh, tips and, and um, any type of advice. Um, anything you want to say about anyone that – and talk us through a little bit how do you maybe foresee once somebody wants to get engaged, they, they read on the website, they see something that they might want to be interested in, how do you want those people to uh, get in touch? And then when would be like 
the the process for them to be onboarded. Any thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. They're, if they're interested, just have them contact if you if, if, talking to you folks directly. If you're interested, contact me. Shoot me a message. I will give you all the specific details because some of our positions have to be elected, so we'll have to go through a vote process, and some are appointed. But if, if if any of the things that I've said interest you, contact me, and I will walk you through the process, and I'll start to familiarize you with the needs of the position, and I'll talk about our upcoming meetings and when we would schedule an official vote. So and I don't think that, you know, there will be a lot of competition for some of these positions. They've been open for a while. But if any of these things strike your fancy, again, just reach out to me, and I will start to build out the portfolio for you, let you know what I expect for the coming year and how we're going to have some fun doing it. Absolutely. One of the things is, you know, me, you know, I always throw a couple of questions in there, like to keep it real. But, you know, um, in the, the two years and, and you and I being on the, the board, there's some people, and maybe it's with all, and, and I do believe it's with good intention, they come in and they see a vacancy, and, and maybe it's just out of the, the goodness and maybe a little bit naive. They want and, and, and volunteer uh, to take a leadership role, take one of the VP. Uh, seats or uh, one of the director seats, one of those strategic positions on the board, uh, and just right off the bat. And sometimes uh, trying not necessarily having a lot of leadership of this type and I'll dare, I dare say caliber of organization and find out that um, they may not have all the context of what's expected of them. Um, in some cases, you know, we offer programs to help start grooming people before they step step their, you know, all the way into the deep end, so to speak. But there's been some lessons learned along those lines. Um, do you, I mean, there's something for everyone. There's a place for everyone. But sometimes just stepping straight into a leadership position, and that's why I think I heard you kind of really emphasizing some of those um, attributes that you're looking for, uh, with people just stepping into a leadership role. And and that kind of, I, I don't know if you want to add to that, but, you know, the caliber of organization and the caliber of people that we've seen on this board, uh, you know, that have put on the program, quite honestly, sometimes I think uh, if you look from the outside, it may look easy, but they really just don't know the, the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into it. Um and, and, I mean, do you want to add to that in, in, in any way or have any thoughts? Absolutely, absolutely. I would first off just echo everything you just said, you know, because that is without question the truth. These things require a lot of work. And to emphasize what you said, if anyone does have any interest, I would first ask you to take a moment and think about it. Ask yourself, if you're not certain Go to the website and look at the things that we've put on. If you're a member of any other organization, go take a look at the caliber of work that you see going into those programs. And then more importantly, go take a look at what happens at your day job. I'm not trying to push anyone away, but what I want them to consider is if you go to your job, you put in eight hours a day, whether or not you're in a leadership position, you are working around leaders. And for the particular thing that they do, you see the amount of effort they put in that. It's usually commiserate. There's a proportionate amount of activity that's required to do that job. 
The same thing happens for a nonprofit or a volunteer organization. It won't be as much, and if there are more of you involved with us of quality, then that word can be that word can be spread more evenly, and we can accomplish the job more effectively with a lot less sweat and hopefully no tears or blood. But you <laughs> have to be a leader. That I can't emphasize that enough. In order for the board to function effectively going into some of these activities next year, we're going to need to be able to split our time. We're going to be able to, we're going to have to delegate. And more importantly, as many of us know, the core of leadership involves trust. So that means the people on the board are going to have to trust the other people to do the damn job. And I can't stress that enough. If you can't do it, you need to say it up front, and you may need to step back and observe. Not that there isn't a place for you, because as you said, Jacqueline, there's a place for everyone if you're, if you're dedicated. If you want to be engaged, there's a place for you. It may not be on the board. It may be elsewhere. It may be just on one project throughout the year, because we definitely want to get engaged along those lines. We're not asking you to own something in every month next year. But if you do want to get engaged, Pick a thing or two and be responsible for that. If you want to kick it up a notch, build your network, get engaged with people at a higher level, and do good things for yourself and for the community, and you're a leader, then join the board. We would be more than happy to have you. But, again, we're going to have to trust you. That means you have to think twice about whether or not you're a strong, effective leader in your own right. Absolutely, absolutely. And and there's you know, there's like we said, there's other positions that you, you can take on in the organization and grow grow and, and um through observing and even coaching and feedback and, and that's what programs like our uh boot camps are to help to, to groom you to get you there. So we think everybody has the, the potential if they, they truly have the desire and want to take the coaching. Um but sometimes um you know, you're going to set yourself up for failure if this is the first time you've done a true leadership strategic type role where you are not only have to come up with the approach, the strategy, but also have to sometimes be implementation. You have to be project management, <laughs> a little business analysis. You, you know, you're, you're, you know, each one of these committees sometimes, you know, is a one-man uh, show. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, again, we had we had a great board and when it was time to rally together and um, do the heavy lifting, everybody was there in unison to do that. But as far as you owning your own committees and groups and your strategies, that was yours to own. And that, that was the only way it could work because no one else had the spare bandwidth because they were so busy doing and uh, uh, trying to make, you know, do with their particular um, area they were responsible for. So I, I just want to say that. Um, and related to that, you know, we, we, we've talked about, and I just want to reiterate some of the, the names and you give some, some shout-outs. First of all, for those who listen to the show, I'm Jacqueline Sanders, and I'm talking today with Derek uh, Brown, and we're really excited to have him. He's the next president of Atlanta BDPA. 2014, among many other things, including a, a author and a, a speaker, um, and um, 
so many, many hats, which we know, um, but um, and also a professional in the IT industry. Shout out to Macy, which is a wonderful organization and sponsor of Atlanta BDPA, and without their support, uh, so many of our, our leaders of the current board who come from Macy's, and Macy's supports them in their their efforts there. Um, but and even our current president, Felicia Jones, who works for Macy's, and also Sharnicia Williams, as you said, who's head of marketing, and all of the, 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 the hours that they put in and, and committed to make this last two years just awesome. But also with each leadership, uh, everybody puts their own spin, flavor, their own personality on it. So I'm really excited to hear uh, what's some of the things that you, you know, what's some of the spins, if, if you don't mind giving uh, our listeners a bit of a preview. What, what do you have up your, you know, sleeve? What are you going to pull out of your hat? Well, I got a rabbit in my hat. <laughs> but I don't think folks are interested in a rabbit. So. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Let's talk about what we're actually going to do. I'm excited about it, Jacqueline, uh, literally, because as I said earlier, I think with the foundation that Felicia has created, all of the energy that has been put into Atlanta BDPA for the last two years, and quite honestly, the, the true blood, sweat, and tears, the hours, the meetings, the prep, the setup, the dragging, the driving, the building, and then the sigh after the fact of a of a program well done has has I think centered Atlanta BDPA for a springboard onto the next level. All of that work and all of that energy, I think, and engagement has allowed us to see quite clearly what our niche is and what people are truly needing from an organization like BDPA. Even though we are geared and centered on information technology, we need not be the experts in project management. We need not be the experts in business analysis. We need not be the experts on SQL Server or SharePoint or Oracle or cybersecurity or any of these things. All of these things intersect at leadership, both for teams and individuals, personal development, soft skill growth, and how you engage your job effectively. All of those skills that an individual would need are centered and they are necessary in order to evolve and become better in whichever technical field you choose to be an expert in. You need these skills, and I think Atlanta BDPA can provide that. We've shown some of these things over the last few years through our boot camp, through some of the engagements that we've had with people who show up for our programs. And, you know, even though we've gone through a tough economic time and a lot of folks showed up saying, I just need a job or I want a job, the funny thing about that is when they engage us, they get a lot of what they need in order to get a job. The thing about after you get the job, though, is what do you do next? How do you grow? Because once you've locked the job, as you know, one of my my things, one of my programs, a book's going to come out about it. Once you've locked the job, what do you do next? You know, how do you engage your teammates? You know, how do you communicate effectively in order to grow to the next level? How do you become your boss's right-hand man and elevate that person so that you can step into the next spot? These are things that BTPA can provide. And what I would like to do over the next year is build on that. You know, we're going to kick things off in January. Well, going into next year, I at first want to say, you know, I want to try and get our proposed board together, a few of us, and we need to do some road shows. 
We need to start marketing the Atlanta BDPA brand, do some lunch and learns at some corporations, let people know that we're here because, fascinatingly enough, you can still walk through the city in the IT field and people will tell you, in Atlanta BDPA, what is that? Well, we know what it is. In the IT field, I think it's fair to say everyone should know what it is, but they don't. So we're going to continue the road shows. We're going to do that this year, and we're going to continue to do them next year, and we'll try to do one at least every other month or so, just a lunch and learn on a weekday at a given corporation. A few of us will gather. We will talk about Atlanta BDPA, its point, its purpose, what it can do for people who are in the current work environment, what it can do for people who are seeking a job, and how money that's donated adds to growing our youth through the HSEC program, and eventually through the Success Alliance when it builds upon itself. So that's kind of, you know, in, in, a, in a big nutshell, the strategic vision, the core, the niche, you know, learn, grow, and achieve through the development of personal soft skills that can effectively enhance you and grow you to the next level, whether you're looking for the job, whether you're in the job, or whether you're just trying to do something independent in the IT field all by itself, one of the things I want to do next year is practice networking. We're going to have a seminar on networking. People will show up. We will practice the skill. As many of you have heard me say, build a network, leverage a network, create an opportunity. That is absolutely essential. You can get a job through networking. You can get a promotion through networking. You can get $500,000 for your next IT project, something you're trying to start up, through effective networking, you just have to be at the right place, the right time, and you have to be prepared to say the right thing. What's your elevator speech? What's your anti-elevator speech? Do you know how to have a good, effective conversation in as little as 30 seconds that will leave someone going, I like that girl. She is, I mean, that was some powerful stuff she just said. Where's her card? i got to call her tomorrow. You know, I have to continue this conversation because I think we can do big things together. You know, a lot of folks don't know how to do that. We've seen that at some of our meetings. They come in, they mill about, they look at each other, they try to find the food, they sit down, sometimes they wait for the program to start, they may be looking at the wall, they may be looking at the floor. I want to start asking people what you're here for. If you're coming to the meeting to look at the floor, then obviously you've got the wrong thing, you're in the wrong place, or we're not providing you the appropriate value. The value proposition has failed. That's something we need to focus on next year. Make sure the value proposition is understood, internalized, and leveraged effectively. Every time someone shows up for a meeting, they need to be leaving with something of value. They need to have picked up something of value right then and right there that it can use in that moment. And at our networking seminar next year, we'll do that. We'll practice that. Folks will learn how to do it. We'll talk about how to do it. And then they'll get the prime opportunity to stand up in front of everybody and see if they got it right. You know, just a few of the things we want to talk about. I've got something that I'm calling the Executive Communication Series, which we'll be doing in the middle of spring of next year. It's a four-part seminar that's going to run throughout the year, and we're going to focus on certain things that are necessary in terms of personal development. Again, whether you're looking for the job or whether you have a job, what's the appropriate communication etiquette? As a professional, how do you manage your relationship with your boss and with your peers? Things of this nature. You know, we're also going to have a couple of seminars 
better on how to be a business professional in today's marketplace. And those things are talking about your personal brand in terms of how you look. And I can't stress this enough, especially for those of you that work out there in IT every day, we know how many of us can look. We we know the, the crack out the top of the pants or the, the, the plaid shirt with the button open down to just way too low or too much makeup or too little makeup or tattoos on your face or things of that nature. You've got to understand where the line is and how you're going to look professional. No one is saying you can't look the way you want to look and express yourself. It's just if you want to work in someone else's corporation, you need to learn to express yourself professionally. And the other stuff you may want to keep at home. Unfortunately, too many of us don't know this, don't understand this. We've never been told. No one calls us out. At the very least, I'm going to have two seminars next year that speaks directly to that branding so that when you come into the office, you make the appropriate impression. Whether you dress down or you dress up, you dress well, and you make an important impact. Those are just a few of the things we're talking about next year, but I don't want to run on for like five more minutes without you asking me a question. Well, I'm taking notes because, uh, you know, this is the first time, uh, you know, people are going to be hearing about this, and, and we're glad to have you on the show, and, and we're definitely going to have you back throughout the the, you know, as we build up to 2014 on into the transition into to 2014. But it's very clear that you are a man with a plan and a mission. <laughs> so yeah, that's, first of all, very exciting. <laughs> and if people are ready, if you, you attended many of our events this year, uh, Derek Brown is right there at the forefront, dynamic speaker, very motivational, um, that's one of the things that I've often said is when you come out, when you get engaged, it helps to kind of jumpstart your battery. You know, you, you come in dragging, and, you know, everybody is experienced. We're all human, and sometimes we're working uh, superhuman uh, hours at work and working long hours and being heroes and putting out fires, and, you know, 5 or 6 o'clock comes, and uh, what you're thinking about is getting home as fast as you can because you know morning is going to come too fast. But then, you know, you're getting all these announcements and you're, you know, um, getting emails and reminders that BDPA has a meeting. So a lot of times I've been there myself where it's like the car just wants to just keep going straight, you know, straight toward the, the driveway and, and home, and something in me just tells me just – you know, go go in, go in, whether it's BDPN, because I network with some other groups too. And whenever you network, it just really re-energizes you. And I can't say that for every organization, but I can definitely tell you for Atlanta BDPA, um, you're welcomed. Uh, you feel like after your first meeting, you feel like you're part of the family, the inner circle. There's no pretension. And we're all about inclusion, you know, definitely uh, about inclusion. So what do you have to say to those people that, because sometimes, you know, first of all, you mentioned it, Atlanta BDPA is competing with other organizations uh, that have things to offer from a networking perspective. Uh, people are time challenged. Um, and um, how do you, what would you say to them that just might make a difference that the next time they hear about the an event, that they'll turn their car and head to a BDPA meeting? There are a couple of things that I can say. And, you know, for each application, 
each technology, each person that may own that technology or that team that's implementing it, they have some core competencies. And those things are the value proposition for whatever it is you're dealing with. What I would say to the people out there is you've heard me talk about value proposition a lot tonight. And if it's Wednesday and it's raining and you're tired and you've had a long day, I want you to consider the core competencies that BDPA is going to bring to the table. I, we are partnered. Well, I was going to say what I bring, but first I want to mention what my vice president of education brings, and that's Jacqueline Sanders. She brings to you Technology Expresso that is intimately tied to Atlanta BDPA, and through the course of next year, we're going to be working together to continue to bring you more value. If you get that, if you want that, if you understand that, then once you get engaged, it will be well worth your while. Just to hear more about it is motivating. And that's the second core competency I want to get to, personal motivation. I got into, and can you hang on one second, um, folks, I'm real sorry, L, my lovely daughter, good night. Give me a sugar. Daddy's on the phone, okay, talking to people. Bye-bye. Sorry, people. <laughs> All right. That's okay, so, but I mean, that's, that's the reality that, um, you know, you have a family and you still find time to, to volunteer and commit to an organization like Atlanta PDPA because sometimes people might use that, you know, i got to get home to the family. We all have families and we all have um, you know, that the family like that, the work-life balance that we're trying to juggle. But you're uh, an example that you still find the time to be on the show, and we appreciate that, and still have time to be a great dad, too. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And, and I will say this, just looping my daughter into it and my family in general, I promise you folks, if you get engaged with what we're doing next year, every time you do, you're going to go home and you're going to talk about it. I promise you that. I make you an ironclad 100% guarantee you will find that value. And the point that I was getting ready to make is one of my uh, mentors said something at one of our meetings. I won't name names, but he and I have gone back and forth on this, and he said, I can't motivate you. You know, you have to motivate you. That's not my, my deal. And I told him, I said, that's not true. And if you guys get engaged next year, I'll prove it to you every month. I am motivation. I take that on myself. I, I promise you that. You will see it. You will feel it. You will internalize it. Derek Brown, D.S. Brown, author name, is motivation. Now, what's critical to understand about that, and again, this is another core competency that we are bringing through Atlanta BDPA, is that once I motivate you, I can't keep you motivated. That's the crux. You have to continue to motivate yourself based upon what I provide you. And my promise is that every month you will get engaged in a program where I will kickstart you, like Jacqueline said. But if you really internalize what we give you, it will boost you and it will keep you motivated right into the next month and the following month and the following month. The things we're talking about will add such tremendous value that every time you come and talk and you get engaged in our programs and you do these activities because we will require you to physically get involved, you will leave saying, well, that was worthwhile. And not only do I want to talk about it tonight, but I want to use it tomorrow at work. You know, I'm talking about doing one of our Being Professional Makeover sessions in March. If you attend the meeting in March, you're going to meet someone that's very dynamic, and you will go to work the next day and you will talk about her, and you will want to go shopping the next day and buy something new. I promise you that. As we go through the courses, you know, once you go into June, 
Where is it? Let me make sure I'm looking at my calendar just to make sure I've got it right. The CIO for that's July, yeah. The Minority IT Forum is an annual event. That slides into July. If you keep partnering with us through that first half of the year, I will teach you about problem solving in the new age. I will talk to you about the positive power of conflict. And as you go into the IT Forum and you've had experiences through us around how to network effectively, how to express yourself, how to build your personal brand. By the time you walk through the doors at the Crown Avenue and you're meeting movers and shakers in the IT community, and like we did this year, billionaires, you'll be able to shake their hand and have a worthwhile conversation where, oh, I don't know, you may generate an opportunity for yourself away from what you're doing now. You may, for yourself, create an entire paradigm shift. Now, that's a lot. I'm holding the bar pretty high. That's not just for me. That's for everyone who's going to get involved. But if you come and you get involved, I promise you this, you will leave with that value proposition, and you will want to stay engaged week to week, month to month. That's a promise. Absolutely. Um, and, and you know what, as time, I'm watching the time, and there's just a couple of things but. I want to I want to do a little reality check to our audience, and one of the things is um, we have you and I again being on the board for two years. Um, I don't think there's not one board member who hasn't had someone come up to them in one form or fashion, and sometimes just flat out say, "I need a job. Can you get me a job? Can you introduce me to someone?" That is the networking no-no. <laughs> <laughs> and I do say so myself. <laughs> that is, and that has been, I think, um, just quite honest, being blunt, one of the pet peeves of everyone on our board, just someone. And literally, this is the first time we've seen you at the meeting, and now, having been in it for two years, usually the last time we see you at a meeting. You don't just walk mm-hmm. into a meeting and we're handing out jobs. I I hate if I scare somebody away and correct me if I'm wrong unless you've given away jobs next year, but that's not what true networking is. I'm sorry, I had to say it, and I love something that our, our president, current president Felicia Jones, says, I don't know you, I don't trust you, I, I don't even know if I like you. You just walked up to me for the first time. <laughs> networking and building a relationship happens over a course of time. You can't just come to one meeting, number one. You can't just look at the calendar and say, oh, okay, I'll go to the executive forum. I'll wait to July because that's the one that I think will benefit me. I'm going to show up and then wonder why someone didn't give me a job or give me a check as for my, my bright idea or someone from the the board didn't endorse me. We we, we get that, and you know that, Derek. So I'm going to give you a, an opportunity to kind of your perspective and, and, and what you want to say to, to those those people. Yeah, let me go ahead and add to that. Um, and I hate starting with the arm, um, but I want to think about it because I want to speak truth to myself, but I also want to speak truth and facts to the situation. First, let me say that folks like Jacqueline have always cautioned me around trying to do too much. And I think many people who hear this show may know that, well, you know, Derek actually did help me. And I and I have. And folks who know me know that I'm really passionate about the success of other people. 
sometimes, like my wife says, I do it to my own detriment. You know, I'm willing to help you and sacrifice my own self. As I'm only getting older, people, so if you hadn't cashed in on that chip, um, I'm going to tell you right now it's already gone, and that's where the reality sets in. As Jacqueline Will knows, I've gotten tired of it. I'm just going to be real frank. I will help you. I have helped people just this week. I need to know you. I will definitely reach out. I will definitely see if I can't do something for you. But the one thing I cannot do is promise you a job. I just said I promise you I will motivate you, and I will do that. I will help you attain the skills necessary to lock your own job. But I don't keep jobs in my pocket. I don't carry enough weight to move the mighty men in my organization to hire people. That's process, and you have to go through it. No matter how high on the totem pole I go speak, you still have to go through it. And just to be clear, I can go ask the group vice president to go hire you, and guess what? You're still going to have to go through it. So before you even show up with the thought that someone on the board or someone on the organization is going to give you something, it's not about the giving thing. I want you to come with that state of mind. If you do want to come, if you do want to get engaged, I will give you tools. I will appreciate you getting engaged so that we can help develop you. And what, the one thing you really got to understand, especially for me personally, is that kind of relationship is powerfully symbiotic. Folks who know me, again, like I said, I get a real kick out of seeing people succeed. And I don't brag about getting people promoted. I don't. It just feels good. It feels good to know I help someone get hired. But you've got to bring your A game, and you have to be confident in yourself. And you can't come with an expectation that I am an entitlement machine. You know, I don't churn out jobs, and nobody else on the board does either. So, like Jacqueline said, we don't want to dissuade people, but if you're one of those people, I'm going to be real frank and, and speak to the truth. We are dissuading you. Don't come. <laughs> don't. <laughs> At the very least, stop and think about it before you do show up, you know, because, like I said, we're, we're getting older around here, and a lot of us don't have the time or the patience for it. I certainly <laughs> don't. So I'm going to be the president next year. Yes. Do I want to help people? Ask folks that I've helped. Reach out. Oh, I don't know. Build a network and find out about what I've done. But understand what you've got to bring to the table if that is what you want. I will gladly help people get jobs at Macy's, but I have to trust you to be the kind of person that I want to hire on my team. Otherwise, I can't do nothing for you, man. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and again, Talking, speaking, just to let the audience know, I'm speaking with Derek Brown, uh, the next president of Atlanta BDPA. Please visit Atlanta BDPA org to learn more about the organization, learn more about uh, Derek. Um, also, you can follow him uh, and also learn more about the books that he's written and, and programs that he's written. And I know for a fact, like you said, Derek, you, you do. You're, you're always a um, uh, one of the things that uh, quotes that I like that actually my co-host David Blackman often says is that we're helpaholics. We love helping people, um, but a lot of times also we kind of lay it out. But you still got to put the work in. I know you get, get had a program and you told people if you follow every step of this program. And trust me, Derek has put some radical, um, you know, things out there. I think one time he said you would eat a shoe. Correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but, I mean, you go just that far. Because if you do, do what we're saying to you, you know, we really know that you'll see the results. You'll get the results. 
I have come to people and found them jobs because I knew that's the, that person had they did their homework, they put the work in, they stuck in it, and actually asked for very little. I'm going to go find you a job. I'm going to tap you on the shoulder and find you a job because I see the potential in you. But on the reverse, those who just come, like you said, in it with a sense of entitlement, you're going to get a different reaction. So come. Don't come to one event. Just get, come, show what you have, give what you have, and it will come back to you in one form or fashion. I just truly believe that. Um, but, Derek, I'm going to let you have the last word. What do you want to say to the, the audience? You have all three minutes. What would you like to say? I want to say to all of you listening that if you have not been engaged in BDPA thus far, you have been missing out on some outstanding programs and some outstanding people. Going into the end of 2013, it's not too late. Felicia has a lot of stuff still left up her sleeve. Come participate. Get engaged. Join now. And if you do that going into 2014, as I said, I've got surprises for you. And every month I will give you the motivation you need to step out on faith, and achieve your own critical success. And you will do this through building your network, leveraging your network, and you will create your opportunities. And going back to that critical success part, that's something that I coined in my first book, and I use the tools in that every day. I will teach these to you over the course of next year so you can achieve what we call critical success. And that is the planned achievement of something urgent and essential, utilizing skillful planning and judgment for the express purpose of attaining personal prosperity. Get engaged in Atlanta BDPA, and let me do that for you. Very good, and thank you for another wonderful episode of Technology Expresso. Uh, continue to visit and visit our archive, technologyexpresso.com. If you enjoyed the things that Derek had to say tonight, we have him in some of our other archive episodes, so listen to those as well. But definitely reach out, reach out to atlantabdpa.org. And until next time, we thank our listeners, and thank you, Derek, for joining us. We look forward to hearing more from you. Thank you for having me. Good night.